Have you ever wondered which probiotic was best for you? Have you ever been overwhelmed by the number of probiotic products out in the internet and at your local health food store? If you are like me or many of my clients, this is the case. And or maybe you're just stepping into the world of probiotics and health and fermented foods because you want to help your gut and you're just not sure where to start. Well, if you're in any of those places, this episode is for you. I'm going to be debunking three myths about probiotics and then sharing with you the truth about them so you have the knowledge and power to move forward to heal your gut. Are you guys ready? Let's get going. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel healthy and vibrant again by finding the root cause of our gut health problems. My name's Allison Jordan, marathon runner, functional medicine practitioner, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of the Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for life. If you're ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. All right, guys, are you so excited for today's episode? I hope you forgive me for having titled this episode pretty similarly compared to the last episode on why the low FODMAP diet is not healing your gut. If you haven't checked out that episode, I would strongly recommend you go and check it out. It is an awesome episode full of great information on diet and how it can or cannot help you heal your gut. Today, though, I wanted to talk about probiotics because because I have so many clients who are constantly asking me two questions. What diet do I need to do to heal my gut? And what probiotics should I be taking to heal my gut? And the truth is, unfortunately, that probiotics, just like diet, cannot heal your gut on their own, typically. And in fact, there are three myths that I commonly find people believing about probiotics that make it difficult to move forward and understand a role they can play in our health and a role that they cannot play in helping us get better. All right, so you guys ready? We're gonna start off. Myth number one, finding the right probiotic will heal my gut. That is a myth. The truth is you need more than probiotics to heal your gut. Your gut is comprised, if you listen to last episode, again, I strongly encourage you to re-listen to it, but your gut is compromised of more than just a microbiome. You have endocrine floating around, your cortisol levels, you have your gut mucosal barrier that's around the tube of your small intestines and your stomach and your large intestine, and that helps you absorb things and has cilia that helps you diffuse nutrients and you have enzymes in your gut that help you break down food. You can lack enzymes in your gut and even cause probiotics to starve. That is a very interesting thing that if you've had your gallbladder taken out, if you have liver in any way that isn't functioning as highly as it should, 
you will actually not only starve yourself in some ways because you're not producing enough bile to break down your fats and your proteins and then absorb them, but also your bacteria in your gut rely on the food that you break down normally. And if you don't have, for example, the right amount of bile or digestive enzymes from your pancreas or your liver slash gallbladder, then you not only will you be nutrient deficient, but also your bacteria will be found usually in lower counts, like they won't be growing sufficiently enough. And the probiotics, they do not help. If you just put them in, they will come right back out just because your gut is not going to house them. I want you to think about your gut as like real estate and your gut, when you put the probiotics into your body, they need a place to have a home. But if the homes are dilapidated and they're or they're not livable, then the probiotics that you're putting into the gut, the bacteria that strains that you're putting into the gut will not stay and you will just poop them right out. So that is myth number one, that we need more than probiotics to heal our gut. And in fact, we, many ways, we actually need other supporting systems to help our microbiota flourish. So myth number two continues our thought on that. Myth number two is probiotics are always good for me. The truth is that if you have an overgrowth of bacteria in your gut, probiotics can actually increase inflammation, bloating, gas, and dysbiosis in your body. So I have a lot of clients come to me and they ask, you know, what probiotics should I be taking? So a lot of times I'll ask them, you know, are you eating fermented foods? Are you eating probiotics? And are you noticing any differences? Some will end up telling me that they have taken maybe the same probiotic for a long time, or they're making their own kombucha, or they're eating lots of fermented foods, or making their own fermented foods, and that they are actually getting more bloating, or more constipation, or more gas. And whenever someone tells me that, it is a really good reason to either just stop probiotics and fermented foods all together or to definitely switch strains. But a key reason for this is that if you already have an overgrowth of bacteria in your gut, basically when food comes down the line into your gut, and I don't care if it's healthy food, unhealthy food, um, if it's gluten-free or not gluten-free, whatever the food is, your bacteria are going to try to eat it. And if you listen to episode one and episode two, I have mentioned something called peristalsis. Peristalsis is this coordinated muscular movement that goes from your esophagus down to your large intestine, and it pushes food along. And it is the guard garbage system of our body. It helps us get food from one state to another. And if you know, if you leave garbage in your trash can for so long, it will start to grow things. It will smell, it'll get worse. And so a lot of times you can get an overgrowth of bacteria if peristalsis in your gut is slow because we're not moving food from the small intestine to the large intestine and areas of the small intestine where we even shouldn't have that much bacteria ends up growing bacteria because because it's just hanging out. And so whenever we say, okay, now I'm having bloating, I'm having gas, I'm constipated, or I'm getting diarrhea, all these different things that are associated with GI dysfunction, that we suddenly say, well, I'm going to take a probiotic. And then you actually are adding more kind of more chaos to the gut, to the real estate situation, to what is going on in the overabundance of bacteria. And then you will get more gas, you will get more bloating, you will get increased symptoms. Again, if you're listening to this and you're like, Allison, I'm eating lots of fermented foods, I'm taking probiotics, I've tried lots of different strains, and sometimes I've even noticed it makes me feel worse, or I feel like it makes me feel worse, 
I'd encourage you to consider stopping what you're doing or really switching what you're doing. But ultimately, probiotics are not always good for you, even if it's a good strain. And it's not that probiotics are bad or harmful in and of themselves, but really wanting to intelligently move forward in what we're doing. So myth number three is also near and dear to my heart, and it taps on a little bit of what we talked about now. Myth number three is the best way to change my gut flora is by taking a probiotic. And the truth is lifestyle can actually change your gut flora just as much or more than a probiotic. And here is some research to back that up. I did a gut microbiome course, a six-hour course by this PhD woman who her entire life she's been studying gut flora and chemistry. And I mean, this is what she does. And she went and took a group of people who are obese and gave them a probiotic. So the reason that they wanted to do this was that we now know if you take someone who is, they're clinically obese, their BMI rates them at obese, and you look at their gut flora, their gut flora is significantly out of balance. So we call it dysbiotic. They thought, well, if we give them a probiotic, would that help them lose weight? Would it help them have a healthy body just by giving them a probiotic? And was a very good question. Could we help people lose weight that isn't exercise and it isn't diet? Can we do something else? So they gave them a probiotic for three months. And after coming back, they took their weight, they checked their gut flora, and their weight hadn't changed and their gut flora hadn't changed. They've been giving them consistently a really high quality probiotic and their gut flora didn't resemble anything different at all. They took the same people through diet correction and exercise and got them to a healthy BMI level. And when they hit a healthy BMI, they checked their gut flora again. So all these people, they're healthy, checked their gut flora, and the gut flora still didn't look significantly improved. Six months after they had all these patients staying at a healthy BMI, six months later, they took their gut flora, tested it again, and that was when they noticed a change in their microbiome. So you know, the myth is that the only way I can change my gut flora is through probiotic and truly lifestyle can change it. And that might be your stress levels. That might be the weight that you have. That might be your sleep. Your sleep significantly can impact your bacteria and your cortisol levels and even other infections or illnesses going on strongly, strongly affect your probiotic and gut flora. And so that is a really, really interesting thing, guys, that We can have lifestyle like, oh, I started meditating or, oh, I started, uh, I went gluten-free or all these different things that we are doing. Maybe you switched your job. Maybe you're starting to go to sleep earlier or get better sleep or get more consistent sleep. All these things can be healthy, but it can take months for your body to heal from damage that has been done to it. I want you to think about if you have a broken bone or if you get a cut on your arm, you can put Neosporin on it. You, I mean, not for the broken bone, but you can put Neosporin on a cut. Um, and maybe it's a deep one. Maybe you need stitches. But no matter how much you help it, it still just takes time. It takes time for the cells to reorganize. It takes time for the inflammation to go down. It takes time for your body to heal. So that is one piece of research that 
I mean, just really supports how lifestyle is so impactful to our gut flora, way more than the probiotics were for these uh, people who were being researched. Now, could they take a probiotic after they finished losing weight and having a healthier lifestyle to supplement and simply support a healthy gut? Sure. But is it going to be the main thing that's going to create long-lasting change for them? In this study, it didn't. Another thing that I want you to think about with lifestyle and how it can change your gut flora is the fact that on every cell in our in our body, including all the bacteria in our body, we have found cortisol receptors on the outside of these cells. So you may or may not have heard of cortisol before, but it is a hormone that is responsible for regulating stress response in our body. It's created by the adrenal glands. And while adrenaline is known as a stress responder, adrenaline is a short-term stress response and cortisol is a long-term stress response. Uh, one of the ways that our body communicates with itself is through what we call neuroendocrine pathways. So neuro is all of the nerves in our body. And again, if you're into the gut, you've probably heard of the vagus nerve, which is a big connector from the brain to the gut. That's just a nerve with electrical signaling. But then you have the endocrine pathway or the endocrine pathway, which is chemicals. We can have cortisol, we can have um, serotonin, dopamine, all these different chemicals that our body puts out, all these neurotransmitters um, and chemicals that are even potentially toxic to our body that get put out and then our nerves pick up on them through the gut. So the gut has its own nerve system. It's called the enteric nervous system. And they have little tasting nerves that stick out into what we call the lumen, the space inside of our gut, especially in our small intestine. And they're constantly saying, what's going on in the gut? What's going on in the gut? What's going on in the gut? And they're kind of tasting for these chemical molecules. Well, if we have cortisol in the body, first off, our gut's going to tell our brain, it's going to say, hey, boss, we're stressed, but also the bacteria in our body also know that. It's important because we want our bacteria to know, is this a good time to eat? Is this a good time to hibernate? What should we be doing right now? Do we need to help this person out? Do we need to go and sleep? And we also have what we call, I already mentioned, opportunistic bacteria. So our healthy gut flora, they're always trying to help us out. And then our opportunistic kind, they're typically, they're not great for our body. That can be anything from staph to um, other parasites like blastocystis hominis. They are constantly looking for what's an opportune moment to wake up and take advantage of a weakened immune system in the body. So when they sense cortisol, they become more activated. It's kind of annoying. And so if you have been in a stressful season, either currently or in the past, it could have been, I don't want, I'm broad thinking, it could be financial stress, the death of a loved one, it can be Christmas or holidays or losing a job or exams for students, you know, studying and exams can be very stressful. And we don't really think about it. We just think, oh, this is stressful and we keep moving forward. And the truth is, is that our body is sending signals to our gut and to the rest of ourselves every day saying, this is how we're doing. Here's what we need to do. And eventually that gut flora can change significantly. One probiotic then is not always enough to change the tides, especially if you're 
still in that stress. And even if you're not, say you've gotten rid of a stressor or it naturally went away, it was just localized in time. Once that stressor goes away, it doesn't always mean the gut flora will naturally bounce back because when you're stressed with cortisol going on in your body, other symptoms of your body can also be changed. Liver function can change, sex hormone function can change, melatonin secretion can change, sleep quality, all these things. And if enough pieces get pushed out of place, it is very difficult for our body to bounce back to where it was, which is what we call homeostasis, where the body is able to kind of like a teeter-totter to not have one kid who's just too heavy and on the ground, but both are able to kind of wobble back and forth and go up and down. If you have too many stressors or too many things fall out of place, whether it's exercise or diet, even for one period of time, you can sometimes need extra support, whether it's supplements or lifestyle change or counseling or, again, probiotics, all these different pieces that come together. And you'll want to have every single piece to create that whole body health. That is what I love doing with my clients. I love looking for what we call vital voids. Because honestly, a lot of times when I'm talking with someone, I don't very frequently find someone who's like, yeah, I've never tried a diet change or I've never... Um, I don't want to exercise at all ever. Or a lot of people that I talk to, they're already yogis or they are already vegetarian or gluten-free and they have all these different reasons and they are wondering, why is my health not good? Like, what am I missing? And the truth is, it's not that you're not doing your diet right. Um, those are not as frequently as, I, as one would expect, not the problems that I run into with clients. It's usually a few vital voids that we're missing that we can run with tests and it's so, so amazing. I recently had a client who started working with me, and one of her experiences that she was having was intense uh, sugar cravings. And I remember when I was talking with her, she was kind of like, I feel really bad. I get these really intense sugar cravings, and it's like bad sugar. It's just like gummies and like sugars that maybe the rest of the day or the rest of the week she's not craving. And then suddenly she is. And I looked at her and I said, you know, this will be really interesting. We're going to run some tests. And I bet you that if you have some food sensitivities, for example, that you're constantly engaging with, I bet if we took those out, your sugar cravings would decrease. Well, we got her food sensitivities test back and she was sensitive to strawberries, spinach, and broccoli, among some other things. But of those three items, she said, first off, we thought they were generally healthy. Second off, she said, oh, I eat, you know, the broccoli and the spinach for breakfast every day because, you know, it's healthy. I'm like, well, your body's reacting to it. So we made a few simple changes. We took out those three things plus a few others. And in a week, she said that her sugar cravings had decreased 50% or more. It just wasn't as frequent. It wasn't as strong. It was easier to focus. And some of her overall just feeling of lethargy had decreased as well. And that was only in one week of changes. She has already gone through so much more and I'm so proud of her. But that's just an example of what we can do through intelligent and information, not guessing about what we're, how to make our health better or guessing which probiotics going to help us or guessing, you know, do I need to exercise more or exercise less or what is it? But really getting someone else's eyes on your body, someone else's eyes on your labs and even running different labs than what the conventional care doctors run and seeing it through a different light and make changes that really change your life, change your energy and change your health. 
If you would like to get my eyes on your body and your health, you are in luck. I have free 30-minute complimentary consultation sessions that I do for anyone who wants to look deeper into diving into their health. To set up this free call, you can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash chat, and we'll put that link in the show notes so you can check it out later. I would love to talk with you about your health and see what we can do to really get you a better belly, better brain, and better body. If you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat, and take a screenshot and share it with a friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that they say, Oh, my friend, family, sister, niece needs you. So send this to a friend with a love note to their gut and do us a favor and pass this podcast along. Other ways you can stay in the conversation with us is by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Better Belly Therapies. We love connecting with our listeners and it means so much if you dropped by and said hi. In the meantime, I'll leave you with my favorite quote, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.